Hello and welcome to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Myself and Matt are quite confused right now because we are trying out video recording for the first time. And Matt, yeah, did your you face is not... very distracting. <laughs> did you just not hear a single thing as the music was playing? I had no intro. I, I heard none of that. Right. So did there was you? just a really awkward silence for you. <laughs> or did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. Hence why I knew when to come in. It might just be, it might just be on your audio file. It might just God knows. Audio. I've got no idea. But this is trial and error. Error. Trial and error. <laughs> we are trying out new things. Um because we're trying to evolve with the times and video recording is like the way to do that. This could go completely tits up though. I mean, we could end this and not have an episode to put out, but we'll give it a go. Why are you looking so confused, Matt? I'm just looking at the features. I'm tra- I was trying to send you a rude message, but oh. your messages will appear here. So I press new message and I think it's like a help message system rather than a direct secret message. To- oh no, hold on. Well, uh, to be fair, the way I've got my screen set up, I can just see you. So I probably won't even see oh, said mes- message. I've just put a message so, Okay. It is what it is. Uh, but before we talk any football, we need yes. to quickly talk about Mike Dean, Matt, because we all love Mike Dean. Thomas Suchek doesn't. He's... <laughs> but he's pleaded with... Uh, the league not to ref any Premier League games this weekend after receiving receiving death threats this uh, this weekend from his red card decision. Obviously, Thomas Suchek. Yeah, probably a bit far to be honest. <laughs> he's, he's obviously made a, a little mistake, bit. Like it's but, yeah, a bit far. It's same as the Jordan Pickford thing where they were sending death threats to his family and stuff like that. Like it's. Well, to be fair, I was getting co- congratulation Just... cards from Man City at the same time, and Man U, Jordan Pickford. True, true. <laughs> Probably. Man City will love him right now as well, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's not on. Sending death threats like that, that's stupid. Uh, not the way to deal with stupid. things. Absolutely. But we, ha- we had midweek football as well, which on the day we recorded, Matt, we put on a certain bet of the week, which was yeah. for Fernandez to have a shot on target, Pogba to have a shot on target, and a certain Danny Ings to have a shot on target. And that game finished 9-0 to Man United. <laughs> and the bet still didn't come in. <laughs> that's the, worst, that's the worst thing. Pogba we could have literally put... Nah, we could have literally put a pound on Man United to win 9-0. With the odds that say what two hundred and fifty to one, easy, something stupid like that. Easy. And we would have won, but instead we picked three players to have a simple shot on target, and they couldn't even do it. And Pogba didn't play, like you say. So does that mean the bet got voided? Uh, I'm not even checking the account. There might be a pound still in there. I'm not looking. There we go. Then. So I, there I guess it would be. It can get recycled, and it won't count as a loss then because it got voided. True. Loopholes. Uh, also, midweek, there were two other biggish games to take note of, and one is Sheffield United beating West Brom 2 1. Miracles happen. Yes, Hallelujah. the gap is now one point. Just one point. Um, yeah, obviously, but results bottom, this not, not relegation zone out. Yeah, but, yeah. I've got more to go for that. One place at a time, Matt. <laughs> we're just slowly climbing back out of it's it. All right. you, might, you might make 19th by the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so because West yeah. Brom are in free fall at the minute. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a good game to be fair as well. Like it wasn't yeah. like boring to watch because when you see them two sides on paper, you're just a bit like, oh, it's not not looking great. But it was a good game. It was a good yeah, game. It was. Uh, and then we had Liverpool losing at home consecutively <laughs> to Brighton. Got it. Lost to Burnley. Lost to Brighton. And then I wonder what happened this week. End. Weekend. Because this was midweek. And <laughs> and this weekend, we obviously had the, the, the champions against the challengers. Opposite way around this time. Because yeah. Liverpool are now the champions. And City 
and now the challengers. And my God, Phil Foden. Boy, he's good. Like... Gareth Southgate was there, and if he oh if he was sat there without a hard-on, I have got no idea. Oh, no. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Yeah, he's got to get called up to the... He's got to be one of the first names on the team sheet for England right now, Phil Foden. My God, he was good yesterday. Yeah, like what, he, one of those, he smashed he's like it. one of those defining performances in his young career. Like he's arrived, like yeah, consistent. He can do it against Liverpool. He can do it against anyone. Like so good, and he so can so do it in any position. Yeah, because obviously he was up top, wasn't he, for second half with Bernardo Silva? Went four four two. Well, he started the game as a false nine, and I, yeah. I don't think the first half was great for anyone to be honest, especially Gundogan, even though he scored. I don't think it was a. It was great, for the um, Super Bowl final. <laughs> it was, which a was poor obviously last night as well. Poor. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch Super Bowl? No, too uh, too late. No, I, 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 I didn't watch it. Old man, I was fast asleep by half nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, Phil Foden was unbelievable, especially that second half and his goal. My God, his goal. Yeah, Alison's getting a lot of grief for it, thinking that he probably should have saved it, but it happened that quickly. Like he just stepped it onto his inside and just smashed it first time. I don't think Alison could have done much. For he it. doesn't even take a second touch from when he, no. he brings it in, does it? Yeah. He just like it, it on, he, I think onto his left foot from the right side and just drills it. It was class. It, like. Yeah, it was all in like one swift movement, and it yeah. literally, like you say, it just happened too quick. Absolutely. And the power that was on it, I think a lot of keepers would have struggled with that. To yeah. be fair, because it just exactly. sort of came out the blue. Absolutely. So I don't think you can fault him, but for I think for the other two you can <laughs> just just like, a little yeah. bit. It wasn't it wasn't Allison's finest moment for Liverpool at all. Not good. No. Well, Klopp was saying that he's maybe got like cold feet and stuff because he's been unwell and he's just come back and etc. And it's not a great time for him and stuff. But if that's the case, don't play him. Yeah. If there's any doubt on him, should have played the uh, Callagher, the kid, or whoever they've got as backup at yeah. the moment. But like I get it's a big game, but if you've got doubts on people, don't play them. Yeah. Simple. Um, do you think that's the title race over now, though? Do you think City are just going to start walking away with it? Yeah, yeah, I think it's done. I think City's title. Yeah, well, it's 14 straight wins now for City. And yeah. believe it or not, a lot of people are in a bit of disbelief about this. This is statistically their best ever run of form. Ever? Yeah, I can... Well... They're definitely playing like it. They've been phenomenal. You've got to consider as well the fact they're doing this without a striker, really. I know Gabriel yeah. Jesus does play, but he's not. They don't. They still don't seem as their Do main you... number nine. So let me let me throw this at you. We've okay. we've seen Jesus have his chances, right? Yeah. We've we've seen him now for a good few months trying to lead that line. Yeah. Like as as their striker, as the go to guy. Yes. And he, he's not really set the world on fire, or no. Grasped his opportunity. Let's say yeah. he's got a couple of goals here and there. Don't get me wrong, and he is he is a good component to have in that team. Yeah. But do you think they need to go into the market in the summer? Well, Aguero's contract expires this summer. I don't think they'll be keeping him this season. I think that'll be him done. I think he'll probably end up back in Argentina or well, could could end up anywhere. It could be a Sheffield United all for all we know this season. But I don't think he's that desperate for a club. Please. But, um, <laughs> but no, um, they'll end up going for um, Haaland probably in the summer, and I think they'll probably pull him. I think they'll get him. Do you think they'll get Haaland? Yeah, I think they'll get Haaland. Even amid Chelsea's interest? Yeah. Well, City are going to win the title. Chelsea are going to be looking to get top four. True. That That is a fair point. And also, I can't remember if if you remember, but we're, we're talking about his contract that he's got. Yeah, it runs, expires... Where... Well, it comes to the fact that this summer, if he doesn't get sold, he can go for 70 million euros or something, was it? Yeah, it's 75 mil in the summer yeah. of 2022. Oh, next. Um, so a lot of clubs will be sniffing around then. But if someone were to go in this window and offer, say, 125 mil, yeah. let's say, Dortmund would be more inclined to accept it because of that release clause coming into yeah, play. Absolutely. Come, uh, Next summer, so City City haven't really spent all that much recently, have they? They brought no. in Ruben Diaz and Ferran Torres. How much did they spend on both of them? I can't even remember. Was it sixty on each? Yeah, each. 
I don't think it was. I don't, I don't know. It might have been. Just, there's that remember. many. that many big transfers. I can't remember how much they spent on them. No, I can't remember. But it's. I think City would be would be an option for Haaland, definitely. I think he'd be. I think he's the best option for Haaland. Yeah, absolutely. That that'd be good to see. See him probably be good. Um, but Liverpool three home defeats in a row. What is going on? <laughs> for the for audio listeners, <laughs> Matt is celebrating. <laughs> the team's got stale. They've played high intensity football for the last three seasons. The team is fucked. They've not yeah. freshened it up. That's their issue. Essentially, yeah. Like they've, the they've brought in who Thiago. Alcantara, who's not set the world alight after joining, but Liverpool's not being informed, so it'd be asking a lot of him to come into this brand new team and be able to drag them. But um, yeah, it's been it's been the same front three for the last however many seasons. Obviously, they have brought Diego Yotta in, but now he's more focused about being the best FIFA player in the world rather than being match fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not well, fair. He, kind of I thought... injured, but. <laughs> I thought that he he provided something different for Liverpool and it, it worked well for him yeah. early on. But like you say, now that he's injured, he can't really do much about that. Minamino's Min- obviously gone to Southampton and he, he had a good debut. To be fair, though, we all know that's the best way to get into Liverpool first team. I know, it's a good Southampton. Go play, go play for Southampton. <laughs> go straight in. But uh, no, um, yeah, I think the team's just getting stale. Yeah. A little bit. Just need to freshen it yeah. up. And the fact that they brought in two centre backs and didn't even try to implement one of them. No, they still stuck Fabinho um... and Henderson at centre half against City. But um, yeah. it would have been a massive game for a debut for someone. So I think they were just sticking with what they know. And I'll be... Fabinho and Henderson haven't been horrific at the back at all. They've done actually really quite well. So I don't blame Klopp for not throwing them. They have the done well, but I'd have maybe put one alongside. Like, say, for example, if you get Fabinho what, and, put ben and then Davis from Kabak the, or whatever he's called. Or, or Kabak, or, I don't know. I think, it's a, I think it's a big debut, that, for someone. I think I think he probably played it wise with what he did. Cop. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a fair point. Um, so, title race done. Yep. We both think City are just going to run away with it. Yep. So now it's really focusing on top four and relegation. Well, Unless some rele- City starts spiraling. Well, some of the relegation spots, one's assert. Oh, yeah, West Brom aren't doing too well. Yeah, West Brom. Uh, <laughs> Man United Everton. Talk about leaving it late for Everton. Fergie, Fergie time. Duncan Fergie time. Yeah, Duncan yeah. Fergie time. <laughs> Although Alex tonight. Ferguson was there. Yeah. Funniest part was him trying to give Ancelotti a hug. He was like, keep away. Yeah. Yeah. Ancelotti didn't really know what to do. Oh, <laughs> you big Scotsman. <laughs> but Ferguson was losing his mind and then obviously ran and just grabbed Ancelotti. And he was just sort of a bit like, uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good to see uh, Calvert-Lewin firing again because yeah. he's causing problems for teams again. And we, want him, we want him firing for England as a backup for Kane. So I want him to be... 100%. Because I, do, I do like Calvert-Lewin after... We've both publicly said many times that he's not up to it, but he is up to it. I like him. Please score more goals. Who else? Can... <laughs> Who else can we dig out? Right, that's that's sort of deadbeat. <laughs> no Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. Two goals. Yo, we've already done West that. Matt. <laughs> that's coming up as well. He's got <laughs> two and two. He just needs that's sixteen what more. That's what I said. If he does that, yeah, he's, no. he's, he's back. <laughs> He's 100% record at the moment. I know it was only in one game, but Jesse Lingard, oh, come on down. Next revival story. Oh, it's it's ridiculous, but we need we need someone else that's like young and and I don't know. People build them up, but we're just like, nah, nah, they're not cut out for it. And then they go and smash 30 goals in a season. There's no one else really at the moment like there's no young English strikers coming through or wide players who Rian Bruce is a bit shit in here yeah he's uh, let's of, be honest he's, I'm not even thinking of him mate in this conversation the first <laughs> part I was more leaning towards the likes of Mason Greenwood but I think he's still I think he's fine I like Mason Greenwood uh, do you know what though like... Mason Greenwood it, we we were actually saying that he's probably the most natural of finishers yeah. 
totally agree with that. That, That's English (laughs) right now. Yeah. Yeah, the bad miss against Seven because he cut it on the right hand side, skipped someone twice, then (laughs) shanked it pretty much. Just I think it just stayed as a goal kick, but it was close to a throw in. But Greenwood's talent is natural talent is unbelievable, and I think. Can you just imagine him and Foden yeah. at the Euros? It's, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine it in like four or five years' time where you've got like, even maybe someone like Hudson Odoi. Maybe. Because Tuchel, Tuchel seems to like him. I still think Hudson Odoi is really raw. Like, I still think he's got work on work on him to be to that level. He has, but do you know what? Watching, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but watching him against Sheffield United when he came on. Yeah. Some of the passes that he were playing, he were just spraying it like it were it were Mate, just. You've just voided that comment by saying Sheffield United against like Carlisle could go there and be England England international standard. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Uh, no, we've been playing all right recently. Cut us some slack. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Good, good. Uh, but yeah, Man United Everton. Do you think what do we think is going on? Um, do you think Everton are going to push back into the top four because they've got a couple of games in hand? Um, well, yeah, if they win the games in hand, they jump up to third, I believe, and three points clear of Liverpool. I think I think yeah. they're on there. So, definitely capable. Definitely capable. Mm-hmm. And it showed with glimpses against Man United, like Hamas Rodriguez's goal was taken extremely oh, well. That, yeah, that were, that were a good goal. What about Bruno Fernandes' goal? That were a nice that one. That was good. It? Like, Tom Davis was like, couldn't, couldn't go, couldn't do right for doing wrong at this point because it was like, I'm blocking the shot. Oh, but now, oh, it might be plastic, so I need to go this way. But that then, <laughs> the shot again, I was like, couldn't do anything there to help it. And yeah. Bruno just did also. It's just, it's just that, that difference in class, isn't it? Yeah, like, Bruno's class. Fernandez has just got that eye for knowing what to do and when to do it in like a second thought. And that's that's the issue that players like Tom Davies will have. Absolutely. Not being able to read it. Um, but a team that really needed a win was Southampton, and they went to Newcastle in the hopes to get that because Newcastle was starting to slump down that table. But Newcastle came out three-two winners, and it was probably—is that probably the most goals Newcastle has scored in a game this season? I can't remember them scoring more than three goals in a game. I'd go, I'd go with that. Yeah. Uh, Almiron, Almiron had a good game as well. I remember they scored a few past Tottenham one season, but I think that's it. I don't remember. No, I just mean this season. No, no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm struggling to think when the last time they scored three goals maybe in a game. But, I know um... they scored four against Arsenal once. <laughs> oh, fuck. Check Tiote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. What a strike that was. But, oh, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot he, he died, didn't he? Jesus yeah. Christ. But, um... Yeah, of all the teams that Southampton could have played, Newcastle probably were the ones better options to play after getting absolutely yeah. trounced by United. But Southampton conceded twelve goals in two games. Yeah, it's mad, isn't yeah. it? Bad. Mad. And the fact is that Newcastle got a man sent <clears> off. And Southampton couldn't take advantage of that because Hendrick went, uh, like went oh. sent off. And, like, they, they finished the game with nine men, though, didn't they? Because um, they used all the subs and, and uh, Fabian Shaw or someone got injured. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they finished the game off with nine men. I still couldn't get a draw out of it. Yeah, it's it's they weren't for the one for trying though because they were really going for it. I think it says a lot about Newcastle. Like they had two banks of four. They should shut up. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, wouldn't you with nine men? Of course. <laughs> I had a <laughs> shut shot when we got one, one goal. We've yeah. <laughs> only got one man back now. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it did. Um... They'd really shut sharp and Southampton couldn't find a way through it all. Yeah. Um, Aston Villa beating Arsenal 1-0. Back-to-back defeats for Arsenal again this season. Well, we thought they might have turned the corner a little bit. Nope. It's, yeah, but I feel like this is the same conversation that we always have with Man United as well. They've turned the corner, Ollie's got him firing and stuff like that, but then a couple of results later, they're they're having poor results again. To be fair though, to Man United, they've actually been considered being in for a title challenge this season. Arsenal, the cause of challenge they've had is getting away from relegation challenge, which they have now done. But that's not that far it. away because we've got Leeds playing tonight. Who yeah. played twenty one? Yeah. Arsenal played twenty three. Southampton have played twenty two, and Palace have played twenty two. If Palace, Southampton, and Leeds all win just one of their game in hands. 
Arsenal would be 13th. Yeah. Like, that's, that's 23 games into the season. Yeah, it's not good. Like, that's it's... <laughs> we said it before, but do you think Arteta needs to go? Mate, we say it every other week. They win next. They'll win this week, and we think Arteta. Well, not us personally, but people will be saying Arteta is the savior of Arsenal, and he's got all these young kids coming through. Obviously, yeah. like Joe Willock went to Newcastle, scoring his debut for Newcastle, didn't he? This week. Like, oh God, yeah, he did yeah. yeah. Joe yeah. Willock. Oh, I like him as well. You know, yeah, Imagine, thought, a few years time. Give him a few years time. Like England shirt. But he'll never be able to play that way for Arsenal, the way he plays. For Newcastle, he pretty much played like a box to box running to the like that's how he scored his goal. So, Maximan cut down the left hand side and laid it back to him running in, charging in. Do you know, he'd never get that role at Arsenal. Do you know what I'd do what would as you Arsenal do? manager right now? I what? would obviously, injuries put injuries um, aside, yeah, I'd play Eddie Nketiah up top, I'd play Saka on left, yeah. I'd play either Willock if he was back off loan. Or Smith Rowe. Yeah. And Where would then you be Smith Rowe on the right? Or... No, just ten. central. Central yeah, behind. Smith Rowe's the 10. And then I'd play Martinelli on right. So just kids FC? Yeah. Yeah. Because do you know what? Them kids have done 10 times more than what Lacazette, Abamyang, uh, who else have they got? William. William's done naff all since he's pulled on yep. an Arsenal shirt. Yep. Um, they've done they've done way more than any any like seasoned pros as well. Like these are players that should be in the peak of the powers. Should be, and they're just not performing. So I would literally just put all kids out there. Not not the full team of kids, but that attack. Give them a go. Saka's already proven that he can get in the Arsenal team, and should be one of the first names on team sheet because he be he. He creates so much, but I don't know. And I like Martinelli. I think Martinelli is oh, a bit like similar Martin. to Saka. Um, but yeah. But Villa, big win for Villa. Yeah, Ollie Watkins, another goal. Is he deserving of an England call up? Oh, do you know what? You know, I think he's got eleven goals this season. Maybe something like that for Villa. First season in the Premier League after getting in from Brentford. I, I get what you're saying because it you mentioned might be, it might be one of the because obviously you've got your your dead cert England strikers going to the Euros. You will definitely have Kane. You'll probably definitely yeah. have Calvert Lewin. Rashford yeah. will be there. They'll probably still take Greenwood, but obviously Rashford can play midfield. So there's probably a spot for someone else like Danny Ings, Callum Wilson. I don't. I don't know if he'll take Greenwood. Oh, I don't know, mate. Uh well, we don't know. Like if you if you look at the players you've mentioned there, they're getting first team regular football all week in week out. Yeah. Greenwood is a rotational player, and is it worth taking a rotational player with you when you've got say let's say Saka for example, who does get first team football more often than Greenwood? Um, God, who's a better? I don't know. I agree. I still think Greenwood's better than Saka. Really? Yeah. At this stage, right now. If Green, right, mate, would Greenwood play every game for Arsenal if he was at that team? Would he be starting up top? Group Mason Greenwood. Yeah, I don't. If if you've yeah. got if you've got a Bamiang on full form, I'd put a Bamiang on the left or on the right. I'd, if Greenwood was playing for Arsenal, he'd be playing every game, especially at the moment. But if Saka was playing for United, would he get games? Be be rotation. He wouldn't play every game for Man U. Man U. But, he wouldn't start for Man U, for me. I, I get what you're saying, but I just think with Saka being in the position that he's in, he's warranted more. Yeah, yeah. if you go, if you go on the, the whole ruling of you, you don't, if you don't play for your club, you don't play for your country. I get that. He's playing more minutes. He should deserve it. It shouldn't be a reputation thing, which Southgate said he would never do, which yeah. hasn't always stuck to. But yeah, quite a lot of times. Yeah. But no, I'd be taking Greenwood. Not, no, it's not. I'm not saying ahead of Saka. But, but if you were to pick between those taking, two, yeah. I'd be taking the... But the thing is, though, we're so, we've got so much talent in forward positions for England. Like, we're not and then nothing at the back. Or Sancho or anyone else. Or like you said, mentioned Hudson Adoy before as well. But yeah, but the defence... There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. 
Um, but yeah, but back to Villa. Sorry, sorry. Um, they've got to be the most transformed side, the most improved side compared to last season than yeah, any other team right. in the Premier League. They only got saved from relegation like two games ago last season, if I remember something like that. They were, <laughs> Do you know, like, all I can remember from Villa staying up last season was Roy Keane's reaction oh, with Michael Richards. Like, probably celebrating. They just stayed in the Premier League. Oh my God, it's not as if they've won the league. They've stayed in the league. Like, Well done. You've, you've, you've earned your wage. <laughs> Michael Richards is Michael Richards and Roy Keane are oh, like brilliant. The, yeah, the combination that people need right now because they're just they're it's like it's like what what's it called when you have like a devil and an angel on your shoulder? Yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. I don't. It's sin or sin. I don't know. It's like a, it's like good and evil sort of thing. Yeah, like Roy Keane's always point. picking out the negatives and stuff, and Michael Richards he's just loving life and he's just I full of life. energy. <laughs> It's a great combination. It's brilliant. Uh, but Brighton Burnley finished one all, and for the three sides below Brighton and Burnley, it's a massive result because yeah. they can't pull away. Um, but it's it's a missed opportunity for for Brighton and Burnley to actually try yeah. and pull away because obviously Brighton did. Brighton. Obviously, Brighton did get away last week. Results went yeah. their way. They won. If they won again this week, they'll be mid-table. I would have thought. Yeah. Getting close to that. Well, funny enough, where Arsenal would be sort of area. Like, yeah. I don't think Brighton should be too worried at all at the moment. I still think it would have been worse if they. Got, obviously, I know that's it's really stupid to say, but it would have been worse if they got beat. But. Holding Burnley, who are a team similar around them, I don't think the worst result, especially at Turf Moor, like Turf Moor. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's a bad result for Brighton, that. They might be disappointed, because obviously they took the lead with Lewis Dunk, but not the worst result in the world at all for that for Brighton. Considering as well, Burnley absolutely Um, battered in the second half as well. Burnley with a better side. They 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 really went out to get them. Um, but I think I think if any if anyone Sean Dyche should be a bit more good about that result because Brighton were the team to beat for Burnley to climb places and yeah. for them to draw it just makes it harder for Burnley to try and claw away now. Yeah. Um, but at the minute Burnley are the one that are trying to fight off these three teams below them, so three points are a must pretty much week oh, in week out for Burnley. Absolutely. But, not from my perspective. Keep drawing and losing, please, Sean Dyche. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of draws, we had back-to-back nil-nils. Let's get these out of the way. Yeah. Wolves-Leicester, nil-nil. This used to be quite a, a thigh rubber, but this, this season, Wolves have, have dropped, and we're thinking it's because of the, Jimenez. the Raul Jimenez situation and maybe even tired legs because they had one of the biggest seasons they could have had last season. Plus the pandemic, and they've got quite a small squad, so yeah. it's understandable that they ha- are having a dip. It's just whether they can get out of that, and I, yeah. I don't think many people are criticizing Nuno. I don't think his job's in threat in the slightest. Oh, um, I think he, he's just trying to claw his way back out of this because it is a bit of a slump that they're in. Um, yeah, I don't, don't think this is affecting San, uh, Nuno Santo like. Because I think if Arsenal were to sack Arteta, I think he'd be number one for the job. To be fair, do you like, reckon? Do you think he'd, he'd jump? Do you think he'd take the job though? It's I know Wolves are probably playing better football than Arsenal, but Arsenal are still a bigger club. They'll still, I think, there's more potential with Arsenal, and I think, yeah, I think he'd be a good candidate for the job. I'm not saying he would take the job, but I think he'd be a good candidate for the job at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could agree with that, to be fair. It would be quite a good fit for him because I think that they've got a similar style of play as well. Yeah. And and imagine if, say, uh, Nuno did go to Arsenal and they brought a few players over, like, imagine bringing Traore and Jimenez. Mate, all they need is Ruben Neves in that midfield. Oh, yeah. He's game for Arsenal in that centre mid. Jesus, he would. Thomas Partey, Ruben Neves... And who else have Arsenal got? Granite jacket. Oh god! <laughs> oh, shoot me now. Um, 
But yeah, I think the biggest chance for me in this game was there was the Jamie Vardy header quite late on, which he yeah. maybe should have done a bit better with. That could have won it. Uh, but for Wolves, I think Silver had the best chance. Yeah, um, he... he... He's just raw talent, that kid. Like I think, I think once he get, finds his groove, I think he'll be lethal for Wolves. But he's still very young. I just, he's yeah. just getting to that point. But once he finds his feet, I think he's going to be absolutely lethal. As as a neutral, you want him to put him put that in back at net just to give himself a confidence boost. Yeah, just to sort of try and kick on from somewhere. Same as me for Ryan Bruce. I just want him to to just get the simplest goal he possibly can. Yeah. to give him that boost to then see what he can do because a yeah. lot of young players need that bit of a, a push to to kick on and to to bounce off. But Absolutely. Looks like his chance isn't coming just yet. But he is getting game time. He is getting some game time. So that is, that is good. So, yeah, like I say, his chance will come. Um, but Wolves are sliding down that Premier League table, like we just said. Uh, could... They be on for the worst Premier League season since their return, or do you think they'll pull it back just before the end of the season? I don't think I don't think they'll have as successful seasons as they had previously, mainly because of Raul Jimenez being missing. I don't think it's going to be a terrible season. I don't think they're going to get dragged into relegation battle. But obviously, the last few seasons have been going around for sixth, seventh sort of place. They'll probably yeah. finish this season about eleventh. It'll just be like a yeah. so-so season yeah. for them. Yeah, I could I could see that happening to be fair. Um and with a win, Leicester could have closed the gap on second place and been level on points with Man United following their draw with Everton and it's a big missed opportunity for them. But do you still think they're in the running for top four? Leicester, hundred percent. Do you think they're gonna actually keep it up? Well they've always been in and around like and the way the season's going, everyone seems to be losing matches when it's on the verge of the need to win to step up, but probably apart from City. And I think I think I think Leicester will be in the top four by the end of the season. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd love to see Leicester in Champions League football again. It'd be great. Yeah, so would I. But I think I think this is the season that resembles the season that Leicester won, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can see so that. So it's like every big team has had major hiccups. It's just no one's managed to pull away whilst they've been having hiccups. Yeah. Whereas now City's gone on to this this mad run of form and because no one's had chance to pull away, City have just obviously got top and then kept going. Yeah. But like Man United had the little resurgence. Liverpool had a string of good results as well. Like people thought Liverpool were just gonna walk away with it to start with, but now no. they've dropped. There were Chelsea as well at the beginning of the season. They were on fire. And they've now dropped off. Like it's ridiculous. This is the record season for the teams to be top of the table at the end of each game week. Yeah, it's something like nine different teams. Sounds about right. Because we've had Southampton, we've had Leicester, we've had Everton, who also had a really good start as well. Villa, Villa, the obvious Liverpool, Man United, City, Chelsea, and Arsenal. Because Arsenal start out, don't they, at top of the table. So, yeah, nine teams. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, but Fulham West Ham finished nil-nil, thankfully. I mean, I could have done with a West Ham win, but a point is better than three. Um, I'd literally got in my notes here. Quick mention for Lingard's two goals on his debut. Two in two, 16 to go. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, we, well, Matt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to specifically put this on you, Matt. Matt okay. said, if Lingard gets 18 goals in 18 games, he will go to the Euros without a shadow of a doubt. Yes, he will. <laughs> and he's now got two goals in two games. Right. If you, if you, do, you, do you not think he would go if he's got 18 goals in the second half of the season? 18 Premier League goals. He'd probably be the highest Who would you sacrifice? <laughs> this, is, this is where it gets difficult. Who would you sacrifice? I know, but... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but... Because would you would you class him as the same role as Madison Grealish, Mount and Foden? Because I would. I see him as wide forward. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but all them can play wide forward. Like it, it's. 
It'd be so cool if Lingard had managed able to get 18 Premier League goals this season. And pushes out Phil Ford and, and Grealish and all these. I, mean, I think Madison would probably drop out. Right, go on then. Let, let's do it like this. So you've got your you've got your five players there. In fact, actually, let's do six. Let's put Ross Barkley into mix as well. Okay. okay. You're only allowed to take two. Two out of six. Okay. Who? Yeah. Right, who picks again? So you got Foden, Madison, Grealish, Mount, uh, Lingard, and Barkley. Okay. There you six. I would have put Loftus Cheek in, but. I mean, he's not been great. <laughs> uh, currently, it'd be Foden and Grealish. That's who I'd take. I but I also like Madison. I do like Madison also. <laughs> I think Mount is bottom of them four, for me, personally. You'd have Madison ahead of Mount? No, Mount is bottom of them four. So I'd, my Mount. order would be Foden, Grealish... Madison and then Mount. But Mount had a good game for Chelsea this week as well. I know. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Would you have Madison ahead of Mount? I don't know. I think Yeah, because I feel like Madison provides more. Maybe. Maybe. Like when you've got someone like Harry Kane, you don't want someone that's going for the goals. You want someone that's providing. And I think Phil Foden's got that. Jack Grealish has got that. Yeah. And I think them two, alongside someone like Harry Kane, they would be goals galore. Yeah. If Harry Kane's on form and he's getting the delivery from them two. Yeah. It's tough though, isn't it? It's tough. I'm not so So, <laughs> so you're sticking with me saying Grealish and Foden out of all them. Yeah. Even if Lingard gets 18 and 18. <laughs> I don't know. Spanner. <laughs> Take the spanner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's talk let's talk about the, the actual game. Uh West Ham could have found themselves fourth if they'd have won this big opportunity missed, I feel, because Fulham are obviously struggling. But on a Fulham point of view, it is quite a good point for them. Yeah, massive Not point for lie. them. Massive point at London Derby for them. They, w- they would have been expected to have got beat by like a very good informed West Ham side. So yeah, point of great result. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't turn my nose up at that at all. And but I think it's a big big um, missed opportunity for West Ham to go into the top four because they'd have gone above Liverpool and did they have just been set up better? Do you think yeah. West Ham could push for Champions League this season? No, if Liverpool keep up the way they are, I don't see them holding top four. Definitely, they could definitely get Europa League spot, but I don't think they'd hold top four. No, fair play, fair play. Spurs West Bromwich Albion finished two nil, and it's back to normal for Spurs following a couple of defeats that that weren't great. And Harry Kane is back and looks to be firing on all cylinders. Yeah, um, Spurs look decent. Harry Kane obviously scored, so I got the other. Like services recommenced at Tottenham. Yeah, the way those two are playing. Standard, standard Spurs stuff. Um, I like Mourinho's post-match interview because the the what is it? The interviewee? What what they called the interviewer? interviewer. Yeah, yeah, interviewer asked him about Spurs. Uh, Spurs asked him about Kane and Son, basically the goal scorers. And Mourinho said, I don't want to talk about them. I want to talk about the team because the team put in a solid performance. And I like that side to Mourinho. I like his caring side. Yeah. Like, stop stop filling their egos. Let's talk about the team. Because I think Hoiberg is quality in that midfield for Spurs. Yeah, obviously his brute ball for Kane was class. Like, pinpoint accuracy, split the defence, and Kane's had to slide in the corner. Like, yeah. Hoiberg's done pretty well since going to Tottenham. He's really good. Uh, but Big Sam without a plan. West Brom look a bit doomed. Yeah, obviously, last week he laid into them massively saying there's just there's nothing about them, really, and there still is nothing about them. Who's the striker that they've got? Is it Diame? D... It begins with a D. New striker they've got in on loan. Um, 
But he scored two goals and he was offside for both of them. <laughs> and it's the thing that I found funny is that the way that Big Sam did his post-match interview. So he said, we had the ball in the back of the net twice and that would have made it 2-2, but they were both ruled out and we should have had a penalty, which would have made it 3-2. So when you look at it like that, it's not that bad a result. <laughs> and I was like, That's so you basically what you're doing is you're picking three disallowed goals for valid reasons. Well, one wasn't even a disallowed goal. It was just they didn't get the penalty because it wasn't a penalty. <laughs> To then justify the result because it would have been a win should it's they have right. stood. In his mind, the three points are up the league table. They're getting closer <laughs> to safety. Imaginary points. What's going to happen is West Brom are going to get relegated, but the game before the last game of the season, yeah. Big Sam's going to resign. <laughs> Record in dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's basically got- what he's going to do. Basically. Uh, and then the final game of the weekend was Sheffield United against Chelsea. I went into this uh, quite hopeful, to be honest, because we've been playing well. And to be fair, we didn't play that bad through the game, I didn't think. We played all right. Um, it's just <laughs> fortune fell to both sides, really, because we got the own goal, thanks to Rudiger, which was just oh, horrendous. Like, How does that even happen? Yeah, obviously a bit of confusion with Mendy coming out. He just don't know. He doesn't obviously can't look up because he passes it. Not even to Mendy. It's passed him into the bottom corner. So <laughs> weird, stupid, stupid. Yeah. But it it helped us. So on the word. But then that lasted just seventy seconds being level again, because they got handed the penalty for Ramsdale bringing down Timo Werner. Dive. <laughs> Dive. He played. He played the game. Werner's done years. Like, yeah. you'd overrun it. He wasn't getting that ball. Oh, here comes Ramsdale. You know what? I'm just going to run into him and drop. Yeah. And, it, and it's, a, it's, it's a, a foul, but it's shit. It's annoying. I was, I was saying this whilst the game was on um, because Kate kept asking, how's that a penalty? I don't get it. He's not got the ball. And I was like, yeah, but he's played the rules because he's yeah. kicked the ball around him as far as possible so he can't even like get a, a toenail on it and then just kept running. And he's got brought down in box, and that's that is a penalty. That's how it works. But uh, it's, I think Ramsdale's a bit clumsy when he comes out. I think he's a bit out of control of his body, which doesn't help. He don't position himself properly, so that that's a bit of an issue that maybe needs to be looked at. But well, we've done a lot of England talk today in this episode, so it is now time for. Should I stay or should I go? Hello. Um, so we had to have a little bit of a break. <laughs> Just a, a what? A six, six hour break? Four hour? Five hour break? Five hours, I'd say. Five, five hour break, yeah, because um, internet issues and whatnot. Uh, but we're back now. Um, so we're here to do Should I Stay or Should I Go? This is the part where myself and Matt are building a Euros squad. To go to the Euro 21, 22, sort of. 20, 21, 22. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Uh, so far in the squad, we've got Jordan Pickford, John Stones, Aaron Wambasaka, James Wald Prowse, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Calvert Lewin, Rashford, and Sterling. Uh, I think what we should do is pick a player each, but. Phil Foden automatically goes into the squad. Has to. Has, Has to. to go in. 100%. Has to. Oh, I've just I, <laughs> I've just read out who I'm putting in, haven't I, as part of the list. So Foden, I read oh, out who, on the list. Who's your pick? And Sterling, I read out on the list. But I put them in earlier. Oh, Sterling's well, your pick? Yeah. <laughs> Spaz. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'd put these in whilst we were recording earlier today. Right. And then obviously we had the issues, so I just left him in and automatically read them out. But Foden automatically goes in, and Sterling's my pick. Okay. So I need a player from you to go in. Uh, I'll go Henderson. Henderson, fair play. Yeah. Are we putting him in as a defender? No. So you want the not. midfield version of Henderson? I want Henderson okay. MC. Okay, DMC at a push. Um, so yeah, the list that I read out before included my picks of Foden and Sterling, but now we have Henderson as well. So that midfield and attack is looking quite full. Yeah. So I think next week we try and focus on defenders. 
Oh, actually, to train, go Henderson. To train. It's fine if you want to go Henderson. That's I not just an thought issue. of someone else who probably actually deserves it, who no one's really been raving about, Luke Shaw. Do you know what? I was thinking that. He's Luke actually Shaw's been really good, hasn't he? Luke Shaw's a great shout at the do moment you, for him. I'll tell you what we'll do. As about this, then. As about this. So, how many have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. With them <laughs> picks that we've just done, yeah. we've got 11 people in the squad. But so, adding Luke Shaw to it makes 11. No, no, no. Not adding Luke Shaw to it. Oh, okay. So, here's what I'm suggesting. Why don't we throw up a, a vote from ne- that now, from when okay. this episode goes up, yeah. of Luke Shaw or Ben Chilwell? Go for it. Luke yeah. Shaw's definitely been on better form, but Ben Chilwell's Ben Chilwell, so it'd be a good one to see exactly. who wins that. Exactly. Luke Shaw's probably so, been the best left back in the country. Definitely. Oh, definitely. actually, Kieran, Kieran Tierney. Oh, English left back. He's been the best English. Oh, yeah, best English. Back. I meant in the league yeah, yeah. at the moment, form oh, wise. Oh, yeah. Form wise, uh, you could argue it. There. To be fair, he's up there. You could argue it. I can't think of any other left backs that have. Um... I don't know because I, I don't think um, Tuchel likes Chilwell all that much. Well, yeah, he threw straight into Marcus Alonso last week, and obviously he scored for them. So, yeah, mm. it's, I know Chilwell started this week, but he got taken off for Alonso. Interesting. So, yeah. Maybe mm. maybe he don't like certain aspects of his game. I don't know. Don't know. Shaw versus Chilwell sounds good. It does. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, now we need a better the week. Okay. And then that'll be us. And we're doing this just in time. We're we're back at twenty five to seven. So we're just in time for the Monday night game. Um. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I don't just there? just for anyone listening. I don't know if this will actually make a video. Um, anywhere yet, but it's a work in progress. So we're we're just trialing it, see how it goes, and then we we may possibly have a video podcasts out there. Oh, why are you saying? Oh, just you saying about video podcasts, which oh right, isn't the tickle just, you pickle? Isn't just that just YouTube episodes? Potentially, yeah. I mean, we could we could do them live as well. We could do them live Ooh. through YouTube or Facebook. Ooh. Could do a bit of Facebook live, right? Football, football. No, no, that's not what I want. In play ones, no. <clears throat> so you got Leeds Palace tonight, which I was yep. on about before. There's a, a boost, which is Bamford two plus shots on target. Eze with one plus shot on target is six to one. Six to one. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Bamford's got to have a couple of shots. The way Leeds play... Eze is always around. Yeah. Oh, shit, I put fibre on that. Pardon the French. <laughs> the fibre would be fine. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, bet is placed. Sweet. And what time does that kick off? Uh, is it just after uh, seven? Or is it 7.45? Something like that. I'll just double check. 8 o'clock kickoff. Oh, 8 o'clock. Makes yeah. sense, I guess. Right, well, that is our bit of the week. We came back to do to do this ending of the episode. We could have just cut it off where we finished, rounding up the Premier League. But no, we came back. No. Committed. Um, yeah, that's that's what we are. Um, but yeah, so let's do the socials and... That. Vamoosh. Yeah. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so by finding us on Facebook or Twitter. Footy, at Footy Foundry, Footy Foundry. And be sure to check out our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. You can find them on Twitter by searching for... At BGNFM. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. Roughneckscarves.com. I wasn't even at that bit, but okay. <laughs> what is it you're doing? Oh, no, I'm, I'm still on Sky Bet, and it, I clicked on a video by mistake, and it just proper popped up. I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> Apologies. But, yeah, head over to roughneckscarves.com, like Matt says, to get yourself a customer scarf for your team. They're the official scarf provider for the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. But that is everything from us this week. We've covered quite a lot um, in about... Mm, 50 minutes I think it is give or take 
but we're back again next week with more football. Have we got more midweek football? Or is that it for midweek? I'm not sure. I think there's, there might be more. There's football just spilling out of his ears at the minute. Yeah, I know. I'll just quickly double check the fixtures and see what we've got coming up. I think it could be Cup, is it not? Is Cup coming back? The old AFA Cup? Yeah, FA Cup midweek. We've got a Chef United playing on Wednesday night. Hey, hey. And then on Thursday. Ooh. And then I believe we're back to yeah, we're back to Premier League on weekend, but it's FA Cup through the week. Yeah. So we'll we'll round off who's gone through and who's done what and which games are good uh in the FA Cup. And then we'll just do some standard Premier League stuff. No, we might even, might, might, depending on how good Matt is, take a visit down to League Two to see how uh, oh good old Carlisle are getting on. Playing tomorrow, half two kickoff tomorrow. There we go. You can fill us in then next week on how uh, how you get on. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Matt, say goodbye. Goodbye. And we'll be back again next week. <laughs>